Welcome to Built for the Game, where we talk about the systems for being your best, doing what you love, and showing up powerfully in all areas of your life. And I'm your host, Rob Cressy. And joining me today, oh baby, I am so excited, is my friend, Hakeem Lokdar. Hakeem, great to have you on the show. Good to be here, buddy. And what we are going to talk about today is being a powerful creator. And 48 hours ago, you just launched your podcast. And we'll get to talking about all of that. But one of the unique things about you and I working together is we are both coaches. And we are both about the life of helping others be their best and supporting them and radiating positivity. We both also believe believe in the power of being, creating who we are, a.k.a. self-creation. So, Hakeem, I want to start with this. And you're a powerful creator, but you saw the opportunity for more power to be accessible for you by launching a podcast. What was stopping you from doing that in the first place? Because you are prolific at what you do. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. And um, yeah, I think there's 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 a piece of it for me where I was overthinking it. Um, as a powerful creator, I know I have the capacity to 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 just sort of be in creation when I put my mind to it. But we all fall into this trap where you know you kind of get this analysis paralysis. You you start, you know, you start toying with perfection and I don't know what I don't know yet. And you start trying to collect information. Then you get into this condition of like, okay, well, I, I've collected information, but is it enough information? Am I knowledgeable enough to, to, to launch this? And then y- y- you realize that you're, you're stuck. And then once you're stuck, you start diving into, well, why am I stuck? And, you know, what, what's, what's, maybe this isn't the right move for me when, when everything inside of you is driving you towards wanting to just, just create. Yeah. And what I hear in all of that is a lack of power and a lack of ownership, which is a very incongruent thing for someone who's a powerful creator, right? And it's why one of the terms that I say often is uncertainty leads to inaction. If you don't know what to do, you're likely to not do something. And in our journey together, I think the most impactful thing that I learned from you was a light bulb moment that happened for you. And it's one of the biggest things that I preach in general in life, but certainly as it comes to being a powerful creator is that the world needs to hear more from you. That if you have something inside of you that can help even one person, it is your duty to share with the world. And from the seat of where I am, both as your friend and as your coach, I sat there and I was like, holy smokes, Batman. Hakeem has so much goodness inside of him. And I know statistically for every... uh, 10 pieces of negative content in the world, there is one positive one. So for people like you or I, it is so important for us to share our voice with the world because it's a one to 10 ratio. So the world needs more of us. And you said to me, Rob, I'm just not sure if I believe this. Can you take us into this? Because I believe this this is bigger than you in this because you're not the only person who has been challenged with the belief that your voice matters, that you should shine and it is your obligation. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Uh, You know, 
it's it's interesting to think about like i had an aversion to putting myself out there and i've played music on stage i've played in front of crowds of people it's not it's not a an aversion to being in front of people or being exposed or being seen per se but it's it's being judgmental of the value of what i have to share and and kind of again over analyzing overthinking that and wondering you know where it's going to land how it's going to land and the reality is i'm not in control of that uh i i i recognize that my intentions are what you just described, like wanting to put goodness out into the world and wanting to, to create, to create a, a ripple effect that turns into a tsunami of, of love and awareness and compassion. And if I can do that in the context of leadership, which is what I, where I work, then it's a home run for me. Even if one person listens to it and gets something from it 10 years from now, I mean, it's not like there's a, there's a sort of a one-to-one expectation of, you know, I put this out and then all of a sudden I'm flooded with feedback. I, I felt good just doing it, knowing that, that I was getting out of my own way. But I think it came back to really understanding my, my why. And I had to understand that in the context of why I coach and then how the podcast was going to be complementary to what was so important to me, which was connecting with these ideas and these themes and these topics so that people themselves in whatever capacity could internalize that and integrate that into their own lives in their own way. Yeah. And the way that I oftentimes talk about this for people and being a powerful creator, certainly as it relates to building your brand is the starving artist syndrome where it says, well, I'm a painter who loves to paint and I make my living by selling paintings, but if I'm not selling paintings, then I can't paint. Mm. And it's like, well, you can't allow the metric of do I sell a painting or not to be the one that decides if you paint. Instead, you say, I paint because I love the act of painting. And because I love painting, I will eventually sell some paintings. It's not the money comes before the act. The yeah. act comes before the money. And it's both simple yet challenging because we can be very judgmental of ourselves on some of these things. And certainly with social media and algorithms in comparison and fear and judgment and self-learning beliefs, there's a variety of metrics or things that will tell us if things are working or not. And I remind every single person I work with every single time, because it's also probably something I always want to remember, there's a silent majority and a vocal minority. And what this means is when you put yourself out there in the world of content by design, 80% of the people who see it will not like it, comment on it, share it, or ever tell you. Yeah. So yeah. you're really sitting there saying, all right, only 20% of the people who see it will do something about it. But here's what inevitably happens, Akeem where you'll be out somewhere at a dinner and you'll run into someone and they'll be like, oh, Keem, I love your podcast. I listen all the time. And you're like, yo, dog, why don't you ever comment? Why don't you ever share or like or tell me any of these things? And once it happens once and it happens again, you quickly understand, oh, I understand that I'm creating positive impact in the world even if others aren't acknowledging me with the metrics that we think should define, or quote, should define 
our metric of success on all of it. It's you learn it from experience. And I share this as someone who has published over a thousand episodes because it's like, how in the world do you publish a thousand episodes? Well, you do the same process a thousand times in a row and you never stop doing this because people like you and I, Akeem, we have so much goodness inside of us. And I truly love doing this so much that it doesn't matter to me if anybody listens, because quite frankly, I'm just thankful to be in conversation with you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it reminds me of like the, you know, how do you, how do you eat an elephant, you know, one bite at a time, you know, it's like the, the, and, and as you were describing the painter, I'm thinking like, yeah, in order to be a painter, you need to paint whether anyone's buying your paint, your paintings or not. You can't call yourself a painter and then be sitting there like binge watching something on Netflix. Like if you're a painter, be out there painting and I'm a creator and I, and I create through my coaching. I create through conversation. I create through my relationships that I build. And if I'm a creator and I'm thinking of podcasting as a, as a, outlet for me to do more creation and i'm just sitting on this idea or this opportunity to create then i'm not the creator that i'm claiming to be so if i'm a creator then then i need to be out there creating and this is just another avenue for me to create and like you said i i i i don't i don't really you know i don't really focus my energy on you know number of likes or or the amount of engagement that i'm getting on a post or on an episode. But then, like you said, I got a phone call randomly this afternoon from a friend who was like, just got done listening to your episode. Absolutely love it. Congratulations. And it was just so, it was so nourishing to, to hear someone who otherwise maybe not be someone who would offer up that feedback freely, feel so compelled in the middle of their workday to pick up the phone and call me. And I'm thinking, you know, is he catching up? Does he, is there something else? And he's like, that's it. Cool, man. Take care. And like, hangs up the phone. I was like, love that. And I just, it just fires me up to, to do more creation in hopes that, you know, people stumble across it and they find value. All right. So let's open up this spectrum on what creation and being a powerful creator means, because right now, Kim, you and I are at mastery levels of this and Mm. there is internal creating and then there's external creating in Mm. you and I well, we specialize in both of them, but so much of the inner creating that we do, the perspectives that uh, we can self-create. My life changed when uh, both of us worked with a coach, John Patrick Morgan, and he taught the creating perspective, which essentially says that uh, we all have the ability to create everything that we want in our life in that lens of the world. And when you understand that, you can fill up a glass of water, or you could be filling up your cup of belief in yourself where the water doing that is a trigger for self-creation. And once you understand that concept, you're like, holy smokes, I can create everything that I want in my life at, at all times. And then once you understand the internal side of things, now the outdoings happen. So what we learn is the story that you tell yourself creates your actions, your actions create your results. Therefore, if you have the vision of what you want to create for yourself, you start back at the beginning and say, who do I get to be to be the person that takes the action that creates the results, which for me is probably one of the most important things that I've ever learned in my life. And it is foundational 
to how I coach others in designing the story you tell yourself. Because once you do that, then we'll start designing our lifestyle. And once you start designing your lifestyle, then you say, cool, I'm going to start designing more of the things that I love in my life. And once you start designing more of the things that you love in your life, now you're creating those feelings, those emotions, those states of being where it's like, man, Akeem and Rob are on some sort of frequency right now. It's like, how are you doing it? And it's a commitment to the practice of self-creation every single day, because why would I ever choose to live any way other than this when this creates everything that I want in my life? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, the self-cultivation, the self-cultivation and creation piece for me, I think is, you know, where it's where it all begins. I mean, I talk about on my own podcast, self-awareness is, is essential to self-leadership and to, to leading others. And in the, and in, and in the creating perspective in that process, self-creation is where it all begins too. I mean, if once you see that you have the ability to, on a on a minute by minute basis create your mood your feelings your emotions your responses your you know your your visions your goals of everything all throughout the day you, you end up just having fun with it and you end up playing with it and you can think about it as in like like you said filling up the, the cup of water and then as that water fills up that's that's your belief in yourself and what you can create filling up and you can fill, you can feel it filling you. And then you can think about it in a very like practical sense also where I'm talking to clients about, you know, team dynamics and, you know, communicating as leaders and we're just creating and recreating the way in which we communicate and, you know, swapping out words for this word. And what about this? And what about that? And you know, this as a coach to in that in, through our conversations, we're, we're creating possibilities and possibilities can be these big lofty, you know, visions, goals, dreams, but they can also be possibilities in just different perspectives. And I love, I love being able to do that for myself. I mean, there's a lot of self-coaching that goes into, to creating. So I think as I think about the creating process and that perspective, it, I would not be where I am today if I didn't have a, like a real handle on how to, to incorporate that into my day every day. Well, let's talk about self-coaching because you just opened up Pandora's box because this is something that there's levels to this game and your ability to self-coach yourself is both a blessing as well as, uh, I don't know if challenge is the word, but when you're so in tune to who you are and how you can create everything that you want in your life, and then when any incongruencies or self-limiting beliefs or fears or judgments come out or the inevitable speed bumps that happen in life, we are extremely in tune with what in the world is going on right now because we notice these things on a minute-to-minute -minute basis and, air quotes, what happens when... I am not able to self-create myself or I create this sort of uh, judgment on how long it should take me to get over this inevitable speed bump that I have in life. And we can wear it very hot because it's, it's a raw emotion that we completely understand. And we have all of the tools to create ourselves through it. And 
we constantly re-remind ourselves of the things that we've learned to coach ourselves. And it's significantly easier to not self-coach yourself and instead just to uh, throw it on a straw man or create an excuse or find the easy way out. And this is the air quotes uh, inner work that people don't enjoy doing. And it's the most amazing thing in the world, but also extremely challenging. Yeah, it 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 really is. And and when you and when you choose to deflect or deny or dismiss those opportunities for self-coaching, it's a band-aid approach. I mean, you you may you may get your results in the short term, but I'm not looking for short-term results. I'm looking for a long-term impact. And and in order for me to do that, it requires that self-coaching and it requires for me to slow down. It requires for me to reflect, to journal, to, to question, to be curious and to, to answer the questions that are coming up for me. And my, I mean, those, all the things you mentioned, the limiting beliefs and self-sabotage and imposter syndrome and all that stuff is natural. We all feel that, which is why I invest in my, my own coaching and I have, you know, a, a buddy who's a podcast coach, like that's a no brainer for me to say, I know what's getting in my way, or maybe I don't even know some of the things that might be getting in my way. Let's hash this out. Let's talk through this and figure out where I can self-coach myself more intentionally, more effectively to get myself across that finish line. But if I hadn't, I would have either been stuck. I would have cobbled something together and probably not been quite clear on on my intentions behind it or how I was going to sustain it or I would have gone into this this is something that that I've struggled with and I I'm very conscious of getting into a process of self-coaching that just comes like becomes self-perpetuating where you're like it becomes like meta you're judging yourself for judging yourself for judging yourself and it's like all right where does this end and sometimes it's just like a pattern interrupt that just says like yeah you're doing a lot of thinking and a lot of reflecting and really what you might really benefit from was taking all of that. And let's just take a step forward together and see how that feels. Let's take another step forward, see how that feels. And then all of a sudden you find yourself walking, you find yourself walking faster and then you're on a full on sprint. Yeah. I love that. One of the things that I do is I've written down every conversation that I've had for the last decade, every coaching program, every podcast, every, everything and the reason I do that is because uh, I never want to rely on myself to remember everything. So I do it so that I can forget. And then, of course, it's been very beneficial that the world of chat, GBT, and AI have come out that says, hey, if you have anything written down, you can just throw it in here. And I'm like, well, I've got my entire life for the last decade. <laughs> but it's re-reminders for myself. So when I think about uh, self-coaching, and you're right, the, the loop that we can get stuck on of right or wrongness and the dilemma or the paradox that I've even felt recently is the belief that everything that you need is already inside of you. And I truly believe that I do not believe that there is, I'm sitting here and all of a sudden it's like I'm living in lack where there's answers out there that I don't have that I can truly create everything that I want inside of myself. Well, if you have not yet created everything that you want for yourself and you know that the answers are already inside of you, you just sit there and you keep looping and thinking <laughs> and thinking. You're like, well, wait a second. I know the answer is there. What have I not been thinking about that I could be thinking about from this perspective and me being on 
this journey that I'm on right now for the last 13 years, uh, it can be a detrimental thing where you're always self-coaching yourself on what you're not doing. And that is the lack or not enoughness coming out where you understand the difference between self-coaching and digging deeper versus, all right, let me create a different perspective. It's almost yeah. like creating uh, one of the things that I taught you or we talked about in podcasting is structure creates freedom. So mm-hmm. if you just give yourself a podcast script, at least we now know the world that we're going to go down. There's no box, but now we can play within this world. And the same is true for this because you can say, all right, I'm not going to loop this in my mind for the next week. Maybe I'll do it for a day. Then maybe I'll journal. Maybe I'll meditate. Maybe I'll do yoga. Maybe I'll go work out. Maybe I'll do a podcast with Akeem. And you try these different perspectives and approaches so that you're no longer on that same train of thought. And one of the things that I think about often in helping people who are going through challenging times is uh, binary thinking, one versus zero. And oftentimes in high performance, we have such a standard for ourselves that if we don't do something, we can give ourselves a negative one. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. I wanted to do a podcast today, but I didn't. So because of that, uh, I give myself a negative one and I feel bad. It's like, well, that's freaking stupid. We play the name of growth and I believe in only playing the game of one or zero. If I don't do the podcast, it's a zero, not a negative one. And the same can be true for going through a challenging time in your life. If you're looping on something, let's just get you to zero. I don't need you living in puppy dogs and rainbows because one of the fallacies is, and I'm team good vibes and I'm super positive. I'm all about that life. And if you're going through the worst time in the world right now, I'm not going to be like, oh, Akeem, just smile. Today's the best. Just think about rainbows and puppy dogs. You're going to be there and be like, no, dog, I'm going through like the worst time of my life. All I want you to do is to go from negative one to zero, meaning you're not thinking about the negative time because you're thinking about something else. Cool. Now we've made progress to get you out of that negative loop. And once you're at zero, it's a lot easier to get to one than to jump from negative one straight to one. Yeah. Well, I love that. And, and you, and you even mentioned structure and we played with that a little bit. I think, you know, I talk to clients about this all the time. Like let's play with language. Like my resistance was to something that was too structured or too scripted. And I, and that was that, you know, I would, I kept bumping up against that. And, and, and you threw out the word like, all right, let's do formulaic, you know, let's, let's, let's look at something that's more formulaic. And I was like, yeah, formulaic is a new word. I like that. I can, I can, I can latch onto that. And it, and it, it, it unhooked me from being stuck on structure and script to understanding a formula that works for me that of course involves structure and scripts but in my mind i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't stuck in that place anymore because i just did sort of a reframe and again playing with language i think is such an important thing the way we speak to ourselves talking about self-coaching the way we speak to ourselves especially if we have just sort of you know we've been conditioned over time through our experiences or, or, you know, our upbringing to speak to ourselves in a certain voice with certain language, just changing the words that we use sometimes can be a way to unlock that, that feeling of being stuck and send you on your, on your way. And I think, you know, that was a great example of how you and I were just, you know, we weren't talking about any particular 
piece of the podcast, I was sharing with you vulnerably. This is where I feel like I keep getting stuck. And then it was like, okay, well, let's play with that a little bit. Let's talk about ways in which we can swap out some words for some different words and get you, get you unstuck. I love this. And this will be the last thing that we talk about and the power of language. And this is also one of, if not the most important things that I've ever learned in my life. And as a coach, language is actually about listening to where we have this act of listening because what you say will tell me the entire story about yourself. So anybody who's around me for any period of time, especially in the coaching world where in a client-coach relationship, uh, they know what words not to say around me. Because if they say, I am not, I'm like, congratulations, you now have my attention because you're about to tell me who you are not and I'm not interested in who you're not. We didn't roll in here and be like, and joining me today is Hakeem, who is not a trapeze artist. <laughs> Yet somehow we in our everyday language will speak a lot of things of who we are not. But then there's also the inverse of if you say the words I am, you also have my attention because you're about to tell me the identity of who you are. And the majority of the times people are, I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed. They're going to speak the identity of who they are. And the levels to this game is it's not bad that we feel this stress, this overwhelm, these challenges, but can we, like you said, slow down, audit our language and not speak. I am tired. You will never, ever, ever hear me say I am tired. And I actually did a lot of inner work on this because I've got a now two-year-old child and running a business and having a newborn child was very challenging for me. And I remember standing there in my kitchen and it was like 7.38 PM and I was just drained. I was like, I'd given everything today. And of course, what is the first thing that I want to do? I want to tell my wife how tired I am, right? Just, I was up at before 5 a.m. I haven't even eaten dinner yet. And the light bulb went off for me. And I was like, I'm not tired. I emptied the tank. And it was such a simple reframing, like you said, because what's the difference? I am tired is, a, is an identity statement taken mm -hmm. on that I am someone who is tired. I don't relate to being tired. On the flip side, I emptied the tank. Man, that shows that I gave my all. And with this, you and I have processes for how we speak to ourselves and audit our language to create ourselves into the more powerful creators of who we are. And I don't believe the majority of the world has a process for designing positive self-talk, knowing that you and I and everyone inevitably have nonstop negative self-talk coming through our heads. So we're going to reverse engineer how we can create the best life for ourselves by designing the story we tell ourselves every single day, which then will create our actions, which will then create our results. Yeah. No, it's true. And, I, and I, I'm so grateful for that process. And again, you know, it varies from, from person to person. And I think for me, what I recognize is the things you were describing, even something like, you know, I'm, I'm tired. And and I'll, I'll admit as a, as a parent of six-year-old twins, I might've said I'm tired for the last six years, way more than I should have. But, but I, I also appreciate 
in that moment, when I hear myself say it, that that that's surface level, you know, like it, it's, it's, it's lazy for me. And I, and I, and it's, and it's not coming from a place of judgment. It's actually that I'm not reflecting on what I know to be true. And what I know to be true is that I'm not tired. I'm not a tired person. I'm, I don't drink coffee. I don't drink tea. I was on a six day water fast last week. And you saw me last week, the same energy that you're seeing with me today was the same energy I had last week. I'm an energetic person. I'm a passionate person. I'm not a tired person. You know, I might feel, I might feel like you said that I've emptied the tank for the day, but when I say I'm tired, that's me just sort of like lazily articulating where my tired brain is, is, is focusing when, when in when actuality, if I choose to focus on what I know to be true, I, I'm tired isn't really true. And and I think we, and you hear this all the time. How are you? Oh, I'm so busy. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're busy, but like, how are you? Do you feel good? Are you excited about the week? Is there, is there some new vision or goal that you're working towards? I mean, not that I'm asking like those deep detailed questions, but I wonder if people presence themselves to what is actually true versus always just sharing with others and themselves what's surface level for them. And if you can get beyond that, then you realize that those declarations, the things that we know to be true about ourselves, that we declare every day throughout the day to start the day, to end the day, are are what we're made up of that instead of internalizing some of the surface level stuff. And I love what you just said, because let's make this clear. We are not the people where if we ask, how are you doing that? We expect you to like do the deep inner work and be like, right. let me tell you what's really going on yeah. in our lives. No, it's actually an opportunity for creation, right? It can go any way, but we have the ability. Uh, Energy is transferable. You cannot mm. give to others that which you are not experiencing yourself. Yeah. So we have the opportunity instead of just mailing it in to create something with that invitation. And that's all that we are really saying with that. And Hakeem, I love this conversation. I loved working with you. I love how much of a positive impact you are creating and are going to create in the world. Where can everybody connect with you and your podcast? Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. And it was a pleasure working with you too, man. I, I looked forward to the opportunity. I knew that we would we would put something together that was great. And we surely did. I'm I'm proud of it. I'm enjoying it. I told you as we were working together that um I wanted to be excited about the process and I was, and I am, and I know that I'll continue to be. And the podcast, which launched this past Monday is access your leadership. It's on all, all podcast platforms, or you can reach out to me anytime on LinkedIn or at my email address, Hakeem at lockdarcoaching.com. Um, I love meeting new people and having great conversations. So. And I want to hear from you. Is there anything that we talked about that caused you to think or take action around being a powerful creator? You can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy.